Hello, welcome to the Two Have and Two Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. In this show, my wife Robin and I discuss role playing in Dungeons and Dragons, LARP, and cosplay. We are super excited to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Have and To Roll, the podcast. My name's Oliver. I'm here with Robin, and uh, this is part three of our uh, story of our time that we went to that LARP. That <laughs> story one. of the time that we went to that LARP. That's, yes. that's a beautiful title. It I is. Like that. The t- I'm, I'm thinking, because I've changed the podcast uh, title for the past two, so I need to think of another one. That's one. <laughs> for the folks. Uh, so yeah, so we, we've we've talked about Thursday, Friday. We talked about Friday evening and Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Sunday. So Sunday was uh, S- Sunday seems short I, because, and I kind of expected it to seem short because everything needs to pack up. Well, it finishes at three, so timeout's yeah. three, and so everyone's just kind of gearing to leave aren't they on the sunday so you don't feel like you got a lot of time to do anything do you yeah i did feel like that obviously the sunday of course is a lot shorter but I, I did feel like the other days i felt like i had more time to get just things like food and things during the day but i felt like the sunday i think it was more the fact that we knew it was coming to an end so every minute that we weren't spent doing something involving the game felt wasted in that sense yeah it felt like a waste uh so yeah we we, we got up and uh they put what well, they do because we, we talked about this last time how they do the battles but they put yeah. on the toilets in the morning which is quite an ingenious thing to do so on <laughs> on the toilet doors in the morning they put out what nation they need and what to bring for monstering uh so we knew we were playing so we were playing uh, Jotun orcs plus uh, marcher uh, defactors or rebels. Yeah. Yeah. So that it ended up. I think it it was because I was told that usually it's a lot of the time it will be orcs, but because they hand out masks on the Saturday because of COVID, they and the cleaning protocols, they can't hand the masks out again on the Sunday. So yeah. if you had your own mass, then you could be a Jotun orc, but if not, you were a marcher. And I think we were told the, the marchers were, they weren't just rebel marchers. These were marchers that have been living under the rule of the Jotun for like a hundred years or something. Weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um so yeah, like like you were saying, the signs were up and it just kind of it had the sort of basic thing of what you what you should bring. Um it sort of emphasized the the types of weapons, it emphasized the armor and the color schemes. But at the same time, it was pretty much my, my impression of the monstering was even if you don't have the things that fit in, still just come along and be, be the, well, we'll, we'll figure out something for you <laughs> they, they make it very clear i think that they try to say it um very clearly on at the, at the new player meeting that if you take part in the battle on the saturday as your character you must come 
to the Sunday <laughs> yeah. to Monster, and vice versa. So if you so if you're in the battle, the only the, the the thing you need to do if you're in the battle is your character. You need to come the other day to Monster because it evens it out. You know, that... evens it out. It returns the favor. It it creates that sort of you know yeah. because you know it doesn't happen, especially the way round the way the way the days are because people will be hung over on the Sunday so they'll fight their battle on the Saturday and they'll get up on Sunday morning and be hung over oh. and you're like no you know what I don't want a monster and you 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 guarantee that's going to happen especially on a Sunday morning uh, Ollie I thought we had slept through the Sunday battle because um I was so tired and I woke up and, and I heard a couple of people around and thought, oh my gosh, it must be time to get up. And I kind of shut my eyes and felt like I'd fallen asleep for hours and hours after that point and woke up again. I was like, oh my gosh, we must have missed the battle. I looked at the time and it was 6 a.m. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was we, like, we, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> there was no dangerous, dangerous missing the battle. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, should I set an alarm or something? No, there was no need. <laughs> yeah, so the battle was at, battle was at 10. Uh so yeah, like we said, we, they had put on the the toilets. What to kind of bring? It was like bring anything red that you have because that's the Jotun's color, if you like. But they were like just in general. So they they don't the monstering kit is like I can't remember whether we talked about have we talked about kit in like this time round. Um, we have yeah, talked about talked monstering about... kit, but I don't remember what point we've yeah. talked about it we have mentioned it yeah it's fine i think we took discussed uh like the kit that was um there on the friday i can't remember anyway mm. like if i haven't mentioned it empire have this real cool thing where they call it inspirational kit so you come as your character there's obviously people that spend uh, have spent years playing the game and years collecting costume pieces and weapons but if you are going for the first time, it's a lot of money. You know, a, a weapon's a big payout. Yeah. Uh, a, a shirt and trousers is a big payout. Plus getting to the event, paying for the event. So they have something called, in, you know, aspirational kit. So you show up, even if it's not just on uh, on the brief of your nation, you know, people turn a blind eye if you're new, basically. You know, and it's, it's cool because as long as you're aspiring to, oh, yeah, and, then it, and you start collecting pieces to build on your kit because i think we talked about there there was some people like walking around in in practically cosplay you know some of the mm -hmm. newer <laughs> newer players and it was like obviously they just gone oh no i need a cloak and you know they got a, a, a cheapy one and it, that's completely fine because then they can save up the next yeah time and get a i mean cloak. as like as long as you're not I think the rule is as long as you're not in something that completely breaks it, as long as you're not in a pair of jeans and trainers, you know, you're yeah. kind of fine. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my point was, so the monster kit is the same. Like They're not going to expect you to come with a full-on monster kit, which is something that I hadn't really thought of too. I had thought about the monstering kit because I was like, oh, it's fine because I've got a, a beige uh, gambeson and brown trousers i thought it were if i'm an orc that's that's completely fine i have had my chain mail i just didn't wear my surcoat so you know i, I was good to go i was just like uh, you know just went as a marcher right so yeah i was just like i just put i just literally just had my chain mail on and my belt that was kind of all i had on um and then you just take your own sword but yeah i, I think i think going forward my monster kit is definitely something that i want to 
up the ante on. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because I just wore my shirt, my black trousers, um, and yeah, just my uh, my belt with my my swords in it. That was all I actually wore. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I like you, Ollie. I hadn't put too much thought into the monster kit beforehand because there was so much research to do just with our own kit and the game and and so on. I kind of just thought, oh well, do you know what? I'll figure that out then. But I think that's something that we're probably going to chat about at the end anyway with our th- stuff for next time because that's something that since the Sunday battle, I've definitely thought a lot about is that monster kit. Yeah, yeah. So the, the good thing with the monstering is that so you you, you go to, obviously you, you check in earlier than the the characters, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the what the people play in their characters on, on that day. So you, you go off and do your thing and they have a big board on all the different unit types so we were like skirmishes so that it gives yeah. you like all you... that that's one thing that was quite a lot of information quite quick wasn't it it was like okay so you're uh, we're like oh what what are we and everyone's really helpful aren't they they're like oh and yeah. they had uh, i think before covid they used to like hand out lots of different weapons and 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 shirts and things like that that you could use but it was literally just armor wasn't it it was like polyplate there, there armor was but there was a lot of armor i mean yeah. there was so much armor there you probably could have yeah. just like kitted yourself out in it yeah quite it was easily. like it was like cool orcish kind of you know armor all metal it? yeah yeah um so yeah and, and they had the, so we we were like oh what what would we be and they're like oh you'd be skirmishes because i think they were asking for people to bring like pole arms because that's the uh weapon of choice for, yeah you know the, these marches but they're like it's okay if you don't have a pole arm so we showed up and they're like oh you'd be skirmishes and i think we had they they gave us all the, the hit points that we had and the abilities that we had uh, because um the, the thing with monstering is that you can just try things out because it's not your character you don't have to spend experience points on your monster character your monster character like just is alive for a day you know on that battlefield so you can so say so I have like I have like the shield ability and everyone has like a one-handed ability you know without having to spend experience points but when you go to monster you can be like you know what I'm going to try a pole arm you don't have to spend your character experience points to buy the ab- abilities necessary to have yeah <laughs> that so I like that idea I like maybe buying myself another type of weapon or borrowing another type of weapon next time just so I can try a great weapon or ambidextrous like you you have and and, yeah. s- and just to try it out yeah i know that um yeah i know i agree um i think that there's a load of weapons i would like to try out um polearm definitely which is something that before the event i was like oh no i'm not interested in polearms and now i'm like i kind of just want to play with one just to see in this game system, yeah, I think I think the 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 pole arms because they're they're classed as you have to have the ability. I can't remember what the ability is called, but it's it, it's you buy the the ability and it lets you wield either great weapons or pole arms. Yeah, um, like a couple of people let me play with their um like with their bigger swords and things like that. Like a couple of people ended up like 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 seeing me because i i've got quite little swords um and a couple couple of people did like hand me that they're bigger swords just to like play with for a little bit and that was quite fun yeah not the, <laughs> it might not mean as much maybe i'm just you know trying to uh read too much into it but a lot of the more experienced players and 
fighters seem to be wielding two-handed great weapons. So yeah, yeah, yeah mainly pole arms and great swords. They seem to be, and if a cat, if I don't know, I think and that, they might just enjoy that. I don't know, but it just it was a pattern that I picked up, especially the Dornish. Anyway, I, I noticed obviously there's lots of people with shields, uh, but I did notice a lot of the kind of experienced fighters were there with with great weapons. Yeah, just, just no, I reach, agree. Actually, isn't it like reach is so important? Yeah, no, because that, that's something I found. I had like no reach at all. Yeah. Um, but I still am happy with my choices. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, that that is one of the things. So it's, it's, I think, as you get to that sort of stage and you get more experience, you are able to sort of use those weapons without actually injuring someone. And that's something that I kind of worry about. I think if I had like a pole arm or like a great sword or something, because I don't have the experience. I don't have the the knowledge on how to actually use it correctly. I probably would just end up hurting someone. Yeah. Probably myself. Yeah. Yeah. Go for the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the last time, I wasn't aiming for your face. You, yeah. Robins, we, we've done a bit your of sparring. Shoulder, okay? <laughs> yeah. We, we've been doing a bit of sparring just to practice. And we, we'll talk about, I think this, this, this is definitely a whole topic is... Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around LARP weapon fighting because it is so different to everything else because me being me, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we can... What's the best way to, to practice and get better at this? But there's not really anything like it, is there? No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to get too into it. But, yeah, because some people have said it's a little bit like you could do fencing, which I get because they're not... It's not like real sword fighting, is it? Because obviously real swords have a lot of weight to them and then usually if you go off and do that type of medieval fighting i'm not entirely sure on the rule sets of all these ones i'm sure there's lots of different ones but i'm pretty sure you have a a relatively similar set of weapons either it's like sword on sword or, or whatever but again there's a lot of weight to be hefting around these foam weapons are so lightweight as you you know you can whip them about so fast you know it's not like that at all yeah, and that's the thing that I kind of struggled with because, I mean, the the only fighting experience with actual weapons that you and I have done is um, Tactical Kali, which is um, with the, um, the, the bamboo sticks. And the difference there is, of course, that you're using a lot of power you're 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 wow. using like a full swing you're like following all the way through but doing that with a lart weapon you're going to end up actually hurting someone yeah you it's not about power yeah but you're right <laughs> the, the technique is to follow through because when you're when you're in a uh, a situation if you're doing yeah the, the that filipino martial art or any any type of um even things like kickboxing um would be good for like footwork and reaction time is always going to be oh, good yeah. but because I because we, we tried this out the other day and, and something clicked for me. I was like, right, okay, so in like because it is more like point fighting. So it it doesn't matter how like hard you hit or how flashy your hit is in this game system, one hit is just one hit point. It doesn't matter if you just go tap or if you go and spin it and then slam the person in the side of the shoulder and it hurts them, which you're not supposed to do, but it's still one point, right? That that's it. It's like um, it's like karate fighting, you know, or, or kickboxing, uh, point fighting. The, yeah. The, so it's a little bit more like that. The the difference in something like kickboxing is obviously 
one of your main target your main targets are the body and the head you don't really you block with your limbs this is completely different because it's the opposite yeah. you are mainly going for limbs the easiest targets are the limbs so any kind of martial arts instincts you have you don't worry too much about where your arms are uh for oh no i don't want to get hit with my arms it's the opposite you're like oh i put my arm up or my leg up to defend whereas that is that is literally a target in the LARP fight. Yeah, that, that took me so long to get out of. I kept like reflexing by putting my arm up next to my head. And I'm like, wait, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> which, gonna hit you. <laughs> which is easy with the shield because that it's way more intuitive when you have the shield. Because as soon as, because uh, that's why I was said to you, I was like, you should try a buckler because yeah. you, you can do, it's almost like you are two weapon fighting, but you've got this blocking on your other hand, you know, so you can't, and you can kind of push, push with it. And it, that's a little bit like the tactical Kali anyway, because a lot of those times you were with the... You've got the buckler and then the... Well, yeah, you can use yeah. a buckler in, the, in in that martial art as well. But yeah, it's it's you're taking the head out of the equation. And even though a body strike is important, especially if you're trying to get like a cleave or not cleave, a... Um, oh, no. Oh, no. What's the other one? Impale? What's the other one from cleave? Impale, yeah. You've got your hand <laughs> over your mouth. <laughs> Sorry, oh. Impale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, impale. Yeah, that's the one. So if you have a great weapon and you impale someone in the body, they go, they just go down, you know, completely. Yeah. So you are aiming for the body, but the limbs are the easy points in this thing. Whereas like, you know, in that lot of these point martial arts, you don't get any points really <laughs> for, for, for kicking someone in the leg. You know? Yeah, exactly. If it's, if I it's mean... damage, if it's obviously it's damaged, then, then yeah, but like, point fighting, no. Yeah, I mean... That's pretty much what I spent my entire time doing um, because I was quite a bit smaller than the the people in the front line. I was able to get down quite low and basically run forward and get the enemies in like their legs and then run back again because it wasn't something they were expecting. They, they eventually clued on. So I moved yeah. to another part of the line, but it yeah. was something they weren't really expecting. And it was, it was the only way I could get hit because I had to get so close to them. And they had such heavy armor on over their body. Like you're saying it's, there was no, there wasn't even any point in me wasting my energy no. to try and hit their body. I was better getting their hands or their um their forearms or their lower legs like right at the back of their lower legs no one seems to have armor there that was just my target <laughs> yeah no that's that's the thing but it, it makes you think there's so much more going on um a couple of people had said like fencing again fencing is uh, would be good for things like footwork i saw a lot of people fighting in that fencing stance um especially when they were just they just had a one-handed weapon like i did for a lot of the game uh, you could because you know the you've got you're dealing with people with reach and you're dealing with uh, people with um with lots of armor on and maybe a shield in the other hand so when you just have that one you want to just minimize the target so you just stand the side on the thing is with fencing I've never done fencing but it's always going to be a fencing sword against a fencing sword so you your your reactions are going to get better I imagine your footwork pro would probably help with larp fighting but the the fact that you your technique is going to get sharpened up against no pun intended up against another sword so when you come in you're like right i know how to fight with this sword and then someone runs at you with a flail or someone you know someone who's who's got like a pole arm and you're like 
okay, this this pole arm is three times as long as my sword. You know that it's it's completely different, uh, completely different thing, isn't it? Yeah, I know exactly. Um, and that's the thing, like when you were saying before about fighting styles and about something that you know you a, a skill, an outside skill you could bring into it. When it comes down to it, I'm I cannot think of a single thing outside of this that would pair different weapons together like that because you're not just talking yeah. about weapons either you're talking about magic as well so it's magic you know, weapons you, you yeah. run up to someone and someone goes entangle and you're or you know paralyzes you then yeah so anyway my this is this is long-winded say of my conclusion really is with it is that the best i think the best way to get better at it is just by larp fighting which yeah four events a year I'm kind of I'm kind of spilling over on what I think I would like to prepare for. Next yeah, time. I was going to say. I, well, but, this is pretty much the big chat we're going to have at the end about what we're going to do. But let's yeah, just whatever. do it now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I think my conclusion over the past like couple of weeks has been uh, we need to just practice doing the doing the lot fighting, and I think it is a difficult thing to practice because I don't think there is a a specific way. I think because it is supposed to be an inclusive thing as well. It's not, and it's not a sport, even though it is a game with points and rules. A lot of people don't treat it like a sport, you know? I mean, I know, like, I see the Dornish do, but out of character, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to, like, delve into the, I think, the, the, the realms of the of the interweb and, and see if I can, yeah, find out, because I'm, I'm sure there must be people that are super into it. Yeah, I mean, one thing that, you and I can do I mean we're obviously sparring already with the weapons that we've got eventually we're going to start growing our weapon collection when it comes to things like pole arms great swords and so on that's going to be very useful I think because then we can actually practice that together we can practice you know okay you're going to have the pole arm today and I'm going to try and figure out how to fight someone who has a pole arm and, yeah. and then so on yeah because because when you were like fighting uh, when we were sparring the other day, I was like, okay, well, you know, if I have my armor on and you, you know, cause a lot of the time you, you're dealing with like three hit points, you know, and you might be up against Ooh. people with like <laughs> six or seven hit points, you know? Yeah. You, so you, your, your key thing isn't to be like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice a hit on myself for a hit there. That's not worth it for you. It's not like, no. yeah, like karate point fighting where, you know, if it's, if it's first, first to three, you know, it's it's literally that there's a massive advantage for them if they they've got heavy armor and a pole arm. You know, so you you've got to completely change your tactics to win that yeah. fight one on one. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll 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 come back to this conversation. Yeah. there is <laughs> there the, the, there is a moment in a in a story at the end of the day that I'll come back to what I was about to say there. But anyway, we went to the the Sunday battle. One thing we didn't mention. On our way to the battle on the Saturday, was how atmospheric they make it at Empire. The players make it. The people who aren't going to battle, like how atmospheric do they make it? There was oh like, my god, I felt like I was yeah, like yeah, going off to war, going off to yeah. battle. People like freaking 
waving favors at yeah, me and everything like children and like ch- children waving as little, you yeah little kids battle. out and just yeah. like people like you know just like strangers just like touching me and like touching my arm and just you know like like being just you know like so supportive that we're going yeah. off to fight and there was people like, singing wow. there was pe- yeah there was <laughs> Cut back out now <laughs> no no i mean that, I, sorry i just wanted to bring that up because i know i we didn't bring it up last time but anyway, yeah, we headed up to the Sentinel Gate on the on the Sunday. Got all our uh, character information. Uh, we tried to stick together, didn't we? I, I think um, again, we'll, we'll we'll talk about splitting up at the end. Um, but yeah, because we, we tried to keep together the entire the, the entirety of the the weekend, didn't we? But this battle was just like it's difficult to stick together, isn't it? Yeah, like the other battle. We just didn't end up together at all. Um, I mean, we kind of tried to stay together. And I, I'll admit, I was actually really nervous during the monstering. That's I, why I was worried leaving you. I wasn't nervous doing the actual proper fight. The, the, the one where my character could actually die and my first time on the field, I wasn't nervous. But in the monstering, I was. And I think it's because I just had this moment of, oh, um, I was really well protected in the other one. And I felt like my nation was there looking out for for for, for people like myself who were very lightly armored. You fight and with Dawn, that's why. Exactly. I was with Dawn and I felt safe and protected. Whereas here I was like, oh, um, I'm probably going to get a hit here because I'm an enemy. And I started to get really worried about, um, okay, there's... For, for those of you who, who like Game of Thrones, there is a scene in Game of Thrones um, um, and it's in the Battle of the Bastards where it becomes very claustrophobic and people start to get buried and trampled. Yeah, we talked about this on the front on the Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that scene. The donut. Yes. Yeah. When I witnessed that happen before at LARP, even though it was stopped instantly, it was like, you know, this doesn't happen. I just got really frightened of that situation happening. And I thought, wow, if I'm going in monstering, that could happen because I saw so many um, of the of the enemy falling down on the Saturday battle and the, the people in Dawn, absolutely wonderful people because every single time someone in an orc mask went down, they stopped and instantly checked out of character, are they okay, move them to a safe spot straight away. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant. But... All the Dawnish people are here. What's going to happen? Is everyone going to do that? Or is someone going to trample me if I fall? And I was so nervous. And yeah, I did kind of want to try and stick with you. And that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it was difficult because we were like, right, you know, skirmishes over here. And there was like, right, I need half of you over here, half of you over there. And we stuck together to the point. And I had heavy armor on. You didn't. Um, yeah. Someone came up and was just like, I need four people with heavy armor. And there was probably about six people with heavy armor and three people got up and I just felt the pressure because people were like, come on, another one, another one. I'm like, oh, they obviously don't want to go. So I was like, are you going to be okay here? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah and I um, went off and yeah. I went off and joined the skirmishes. Yeah, so 
Should we should we chat about our different experiences? Well, on I don't know who wants to go first because because this is where our stories completely die. Well, die yeah, I can birth, I so. can go first here because yeah, I was um so the the group I was with we started sorting things out and deciding you know who was in charge and everything else um but the actual main woman the the the, the captain um she was organizing all these all the skirmish groups. And she had seen me and I think she clocked very quickly that I was the only one in very light armor. And I think I must have looked a bit nervous because she grabbed me and went, I'd like you to stick with me. You're going to be my runner and I need you to memorize all the captain's faces because you're the person I'm going to be sending to find them. And I was like, "Okay, cool, let's do that. And yeah, I was by her side the entire time. I was running from one side of the battlefield to the other. I was going up to captains and relaying orders. Um, It was bizarre because I got to give all these orders and I had people coming up to me to ask where they should be positioned. And then I was positioning them correctly. (laughs) It was was really, um, it was one moment. I did have one moment that I, I really loved and it was, near the end and she had said I need you to go to the main main person in charge he's in lots of furs he's over at the other side can you get there and relay this message and I was like yeah yeah I can do it and I just started running and it was like I had blinkers on because I didn't realize that I was running and there was no one around me and I was like this is weird where did everyone go And then I realized that everybody had moved right back, cleared this huge space because all the archers had been brought out on the other side. And I was running and not a single arrow hit me. And I don't know how not a single arrow hit me. Got to the other side, relayed this message, ran back. And it was was amazing. It was really, really incredible. We had so much fun. And she was an incredible woman. The one that was in charge just absolutely brilliant to be with her for for so much of the time yeah so what do you have any idea what the objective was of uh, what would the i don't even know what the imperials were trying to do i'm not entirely sure what we were trying to do (laughs) either did you have any idea i did at the time and i have forgotten but it was basically that we had we disagreed with the way that we had been getting treated and we felt that our way of living was the the superior way of living and the better way. And we were trying to basically rebel into these other lands and to enforce that in a way. It was, it was a bit, a bit, I, I, a little bit confused on it. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what they were trying to do. So yeah, you, you were out in the main field, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was in the woods. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Imperials, they didn't come through the Sentinel gate the same way we did on the Saturday. We went through the Sentinel Gate and we ended up in like the main field. Uh, the Imperials this time, they went through the Sentinel Gate and they went around and they came through the woods. Um, so that's where our unit was. It was called the Weasels. So we were we were like proper skirmishing. So there was not many of us and all the Imperials were walking out the gate and then they had to get across like the choke point, uh, which is the bridge, and then into the field. So... Our, from what I can gather, even though I was like bodyguarding for our uh, one of our captains, 
Um, our job was just to protect the captain, so I was just running around just following the captain <laughs> everywhere. But yeah, our job was to make sure, just to harass the Imperials and make sure they get across drip feed into the gate because that was basically we were calling it like the killing field that was that was where like the main force of ours was so we weren't meant to engage so there was maybe uh, there could have only been like 50 of us 40 of us against the entire imperial force so they came out and it was like i mean it was quite intimidating actually i found it quite intimidating because we're all like in little clusters so we're all like little groups of like four or five and so we're all, and we're all spread completely out in the woods, and then you see the Imperials coming around. They're right. The Imperials are coming. Um, and it was a bit odd because there was like a there was now a character in character thing because we it was difficult to tell when they had come through the Sentinel Gate. And there's obviously you know an in character thing. Obviously, if they're not through the Sentinel Gate in game, you don't see them. You know because they're not technically there yet. So we yeah. couldn't act until they were. Th- we we knew for sure that they were through the gate. Uh, but yeah, they had, so the first ones we saw was like the Imperial Orcs and all that, and they looked pretty pretty intimidating in all their columns. <laughs> um, the, the Marchers and the League, I don't, I think there were a lot of Winter Markers, but I don't remember seeing any. Uh, I, I just remember the, the, the League were kind of at the rear, and the Marchers were in front of them, I think. Oh, I saw a lot of Winter Markers, so, yeah. so maybe yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, interestingly, I understood a little bit more doing that kind of skirmishing tactic. I understood a bit more on what the mistakes were being made on the Saturday, because I think I maybe mentioned this on the last on the last podcast. So yeah, on the Saturday there were several times where there were like people were like concentrating on like three or four orcs, you know, and people go oh, and they were like turning their shields or looking at them, and the the more experienced. Uh, fighters or the commanders were just like just ignore them it's just four orcs what the hell are they gonna do you know just ignore them you know just leave them alone uh, but i i now understood why that was a, a a mistake because when it was our turn that was literally our job so we were told if you get the attention of 10 imperials that's great if you get the attention of 20s 20 imperials that's fucking amazing if you get the attention of 40 imperials then you'll get promotion so the so the the idea is to yeah you're you're distracting them, so it was a very a, a weird way of fighting, but a little bit fun. So there, yeah. there's there's very few of us obviously in the woods, and we were told to like go engage, and then just wind them up, wind them up, like literally get in their faces and then back out, and then if they charge, turn around and run as fast as we can into the woods. Like, do not actually engage them. We're just trying to, like, harass them. Uh, so that was interesting because you just, yeah. just see, you know, especially... And because they know as well, and they've got all these, like, pole arms and, and shields and you're just running at them. And then as soon as they're like, oh, screw these guys. Because obviously it was... We had a bit of fun with it. We were, like, you know, putting <laughs> our fingers up to them and we were, you know, calling them names and t- trying to really wind them up. So that was fun. Once they'd got across the... The gate. I mean, the the poor player. I don't know how. I don't know how much fun it actually was for the players. I think they were all leagueish. For the players, like left because we were obviously behind them, and they knew our force was behind them. Even though we weren't a massive threat, cause there wasn't that many of us. Yeah. So they obviously had to leave a force at the choke point of the bridge to like just 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 watch us and guard their rear. You know. So our whole thing was just just 
just pissing them off the entire battle <laughs> and making sure because obviously if they left they left us we would just you know come in from behind into their forces so it was just it, a lot of it was just kind of a lot of waiting around and then and then running in then engaging and then co- coming out and then going mm, yeah what should we do now then we saw a monster which is quite cool because we didn't get to see a monster on not a monster a were they, are they called monsters or beasts or? I don't know. I didn't get to see this. Yeah. So there are creatures. I've, I've my sorry, my terminology is terrible. <laughs> so is Robin's because she can. Know. I'm like, what is it? And you're always like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the, so the, there's things other than humans and orcs, basically that that inhabit uh, the empire. Uh, and yeah, because I think there's like battle rhinos and there's drakes and you know which are dragons basically uh all sorts of monsters so it, we, we didn't get to see any on the saturday but i saw one on the <laughs> on the um on the sunday so in the woods there was i think it was called a marsh walker so the swamp walker or a marsh walker and i just heard marsh. that just from marsh okay yeah but i'm it was, sure that's what you told me yeah, originally on yeah that's what it would be then so and I, I was only told that i don't know if that's true i don't know what it was because it's, people just went oh i think that's a marsh walker like in character i guess and we were like okay what does it do and it it was basically like out of character it's like a load of people in costume all as this one creature and it had we knew it was dangerous out of character because it had like four refs with it <laughs> so you know the, and the refs for people who don't know like obviously the refs are always there they're in you know it, it's so great the way your memory like edits referees out because obviously the refs are always there in the battle they're bumblebees they're bumblebees yeah they're, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah people call them bumblebees because they wear the the yellow and black uh but yeah that was the moment where i'm like oh yeah i remember their ref being there refs being there because obviously refs are the ones that hand you out so if there's like a creature you know a ref's going to be there if someone gets hit by this creature to give you the whatever so i think I think someone said, oh, yeah, those things, like, venom you. So if they touch you, then you get venom, and venom means, a, like, a significantly lowered bleed time. So you die in, like, 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I didn't see it, because knowing me and every character that I've ever had anything to do with, I would probably just walk up to it and be like, hello, are you friendly? Oh, it, it didn't. <laughs> oh, no, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, sapient looking at all apart from the fact there was human beings on the inside no it looked it looked like a big moving piece of moss with claws (laughs) that's what it looked like you know and it and it was it moved very slow and it was just it was just bumbling around the the woods basically you know and everyone's like what what's this all about and because it was moving so slow it was like you know it's like a zombie in a zombie film right it's like they move so slow that you're like you don't really need to worry about just keep an eye on it and then we tried to draw. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we drew it over the bridge? Because that's where, the, you know, we just... So we tried to corral it into the bridge. And we spent a lot of time doing this. And we ended up arguing all amongst ourselves and trying to get this thing across the bridge. And uh, we, we were trying to figure out what its pattern was. Because it seemed to be drawn... It was either drawn to people. And we're like, oh, no, it's not drawn to people. It's drawn to noise. And so we tried to make a load of noise. And then... It, it wasn't doing what we wanted it to do and it kind of kept turning around. I was like, oh no, you're scaring it. And then we all thought it was something to do with fighting. So we like pretend fighted. We pretend fought to pretend fight. So <laughs> people were pretend fighting to try and get it, draw it to the to the bridge. 
I think like this is my theory because basically it was getting to the bridge which is at the end of the tree line and I think uh the creature didn't want to go anywhere near out the sorry didn't want to pass the tree line yeah. into the field I think it wanted to stay in the tree lines because it was going everywhere else we were trying to corral it but it it wasn't interested in in <laughs> heading over the bridge I think that was what was going on yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird though. It was like it, it was quite otherworldly, but obviously the most of the time once we once we stopped, gave up on it and went, oh well, that's not going to work. We just kind of sat and left it, and it just because it was moving so slowly and it would just like stop and like sleep for a little while. We just kind of kept our eye on it. It was just chilling out, yeah, having fun, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then we and then we thought we were going to come and join you guys. Um, and do because we, what we were going to do is like attack them on their way because they had to come past us again to get out of the sentinel gate yeah we thought we were going to attack them our captain was our captain's quite funny because there's a, a an out of character safety issue when you're attacking imperials going through the gate because obviously there's a, there's a real life uh, it's a it's a choke point that uh, you get real life crushing going on because everyone's trying to get through the gate uh at the same time <laughs> and if you're like attacking people at the back that can cause you know real life danger yeah going through the gate so we were told you've got to like just back up and just let them through the gate until most of them are through the gate and then we were like oh yeah what about like when most of them through the gate and there's like stragglers and they're running away and our captain was just like, nah, fuck them. Just, you know, attack them. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm not bothered about that. But as long as, long as the like, the real life danger is over, you know, yeah. don't, don't go running in and try and like, uh, trying to kill them as they're all trying to like shuffle through the gate, you know? Because <laughs> uh, I think that has caused like actual problems in the past. But anyway, we didn't end up doing that. We we then were like called round by the, by the general to come round where you guys were. Uh, and we thought we were going to do something wrong with you guys and then it didn't nothing really happened and then the battle ended <laughs> and that was it yeah, yeah exactly so yeah i mean that was that was the battle then the sunday battle and then that took us to like midday um so yeah i mean well, yeah and then you've only got three hours of game left uh and then god it was because it was hot wasn't it like it, it was hot. Um, I'm actually glad I was in the woods for a lot of it because at least I got some shade. Because um, it was that it was that type of weather that in the morning, it was like sunburn weather because it was slightly windy and it was overcast but warm. You know, it was like it was like that heat wicking. Uh, sorry, heat wicking that moisture wicking temperature that you don't realize how much moisture you're losing until you're like totally dehydrated and drained. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think when, um, yeah, when we were out on the, the fields, pretty much all of us ran out of water. We we yeah. all finished our water bottles completely. Um, and our captain, she had like in her, her bag, she had a load of plastic bottles of water there. And she handed quite a lot of those out um, to people because, yeah, we were, we were struggling with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kit sent, if we ever do a podcast on, which we will do, um, first time. Luck kit essentials, yeah, water skin or water bottle of some kind to take on the battle with you and all weekend, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the must. thing is, 
like like what one what one girl uh, um I gave a hand to she actually her water bottle was just literally a normal plastic bottle and she had put a sock around it and tied the sock to her belt which I thought was quite clever actually because it gave her something to to work with <laughs> yeah yeah I know you, yeah you can make a lot of things a lot of things work so you know especially when it comes to hydrating it's it's pretty important so yeah, it was it was hot and it was tiring, and then so yeah, you've only got a few hours of game left, and then we're like, obviously, then you want to go eat something, but then everyone wants to eat something, so <laughs> it wasn't like oh no, we waited, you know, and we t- it took us an hour to get lunch because we kind of needed the rest, didn't we? But you know, we went and got some pizza, and it yeah, took... yeah, we we got pizza, and we that's when the sun came out. That yeah. that's when it got like glorious. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was better than it was in the morning because it wasn't so humid. The sun actually just came out. Yeah, I mean, like in the Sunday um, afternoon after the battle and things. That's the so my kit for most of the weekend was pretty much the same, apart from on the Sunday when I got into my my actual character stuff because we sell our monster stuff. So I got all my actual in character stuff on and end up just wearing like a short sleeve dress underneath what I was wearing because I was like, it's so hot. I can't wear my normal kit anymore. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I forgot that as well because that's that that was obviously the thing is that you're monstering uh, or sorry, if you are monstering on the Sunday, you've then got to go back after the battle and then get back into your actual character especially if you've got lots because like we had like prosthetic ears on and uh you know i didn't have to do too much i just had to put my ears back on and you know my my um surcoat back on and that was kind of me really yeah yeah some people have to get get a load of stuff put back on them you know what i mean uh so that can take time so a lot of people will just i think just wear a lot of their a lot of their ears and things like that to the monster. Yeah, I, I wore my ears and I pretty much did my makeup as well. And um, not fully, but but yeah. most of it. So that when I came back, I just had to sew my antlers on yeah. and get changed. So, I mean, yeah, after that, it was literally, it was like two o'clock then, wasn't it really? What what, what did we do in between? We got we something to eat. We... What did we do at like between 12 and 1? So what we did is it was after 12 by the time we actually got back. So we sat there and it took us a little while to obviously get changed, get ready, right, yeah. everything else. We basically just laid down oh, outside the tent. Two, I say. Yeah. We spoke to quite a few people. We headed off. We got our food. And then after we finished eating, we started walking back to dawn. When we got back to dawn, that's when there was a crowd and everything at the the Glory Square. And we were like, oh, it's two o'clock. Let's go and see what's happening. And we thought we'd missed the event that we wanted to see. But turns out it was just starting. And that that took us to two o'clock, which is when the Test of Ardor was on. Yeah, yeah. Do do you want to go through the Test of Ardor or do you want me to to run it through? Uh, Yeah, you can can go for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, the Test... I mean, I'm... I don't want to name, like, I don't want to name character names or anything. No. Uh, but it was like it was a big spectacle, and it was a, like tons of people saw it. So I think I'm okay uh, describing it. So I described it. I'm not going to go full into detail like I did last time. Basically, the test of ardor in Dawn is it's it's a marriage, basically, isn't it? It's 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 a proposal, and it's a way of getting into another house. So if you so say if Robin is part of a part of one house and i'm not 
even if I'm in a different house or if my yeoman and Robin's a noble in a house and I go up to Robin and I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, marry Robin into this house or sorry, I want to marry Robin and become part of this house. So you kind of come part of that noble family like you do yeah. in like real life marriages. You come part of family. I would go to the Earl of Robin's house and ask for a test of ardor for, uh, for Robin's hand, basically. And then the Earl sets a, a task. So the, the task that was set for this person was that he had to go to Highgard, uh, bring a glass of wine from Highgard to the Glory Square. He was not to let a drop touch the earth. And everyone was allowed to do what they could to to stop him. And it was really cool because a lot of people were gathered at the Glory Square for the start, weren't they? Everyone was yeah. like gathering around. And yeah, it was, it was confusing because there were so many people that everyone was like, is he, has he gone? Is, is he already left? Is he is he there? And then no, everyone was like, no, no, he's there. He's still here. And uh, they were like, oh, when's it going to start? When's it going to start? And there was like rumors of like what uh, the <laughs> what what the, the test giving Earl had organized. You know, there was because there had been many things organized to help stop this person getting the wine from High Guard to the Glory Square, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, do, you, yeah do, you, do you want to take this one at a time or do you want me to just tell the whole story? Because I'll be talking forever. Yeah, no, yeah. So um, once it was, so yeah, like Oliver said, we obviously thought that it had started but hadn't quite started yet. And then we decided that we would follow the entire quest. So we joined um, in with many others from Dawn and, and, and most of the other nations as we all followed the the, the player and um, the character, sorry, um, through on his way to collect the, the the wine so we followed all the way there and nothing too much happened on the way but what I did notice was that people were preparing like we were walking past these different groups that hanging around at gates they were yeah. just hanging around there you could tell they had something planned for on the way back and slowly more and more people would be joining the group and we got there and we came up to the tent that he was to go in and he was to pick, because I think there was um, choices of wine. He had to pick the, the favorite wine for 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 the for his lady. And he went in to, Remember to do the, this. Well, the, the first test was before he even went in. Yes. Yeah. So he, he went so that the 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 tent was in high guard, right? That he had to go to. It was. So the the high guard people there, from what I can gather, they're they're quite religious and magical, and he had to prove his virtue. So they gave him, they basically grilled him, didn't they? On on uh, tested him on his his virtue. So yeah, there's the the, the religion um, in Empire is called the Way, and it has these virtues, um, and there are priests of different virtues. You know, so they tested him on his virtue. Is what I what I mean by virtue. Yeah, so he, he had to go through that first, which, of course, he was able to do. And then it was time to get the wine. And you say, of course he was able to do. <laughs> why, of, why, of course? <laughs> because. Because <laughs> the story has to have a happy ending. So the story has to have a happy ending, all right? It's dawn. <laughs> so he was able to get the, the glass of wine. 
And this is where things got quite interesting. He was so in there for ages. He was in there for a long time. And this is how we found, I mean, he was obviously having to choose the correct wine and so on. How many people do you think that were gathered outside? Oh my gosh, so many people. Yeah, there was a lot because because we'd, we'd obviously gathered a lot of attention because where, where we'd walk through. So we'd walk through... Those bottom tents, the other side, uh, they were Brass Coast, were they? Oh, were they Barushka? I get, I get confused on I'm that. I'm not too sure. The ones that were this other side of the gate from us, I think they're probably Brass Coast. Anyway, we've got a lot of Brass Coast people, um, and there was obviously a lot of you know high guard people and 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 whatnot knocking about also. But there was a ton of people, wasn't there, around that? Yeah. Time. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, there was lots, lots, lots of people there, and he came out, and this is where, where things got quite, quite interesting with the wine because the the wording was that not a drop of wine was to touch the earth. So he got this glass of wine, and he was, um, he he wasn't really wearing a lot. He was pretty much like topless underneath a um, like what what was like like a wool covering over his shoulders and what he did is he poured the wine over himself like over his head and his chest and over the wool that was around his shoulders or the, the fur sorry and they they brought in the, this person what was the person called they brought in the the vigilance priest vigilance or that's yeah. it. Is it the, oh wait was it the vigilance I think it was vigilance. Yeah, because that's one of the virtues. Yeah, I, I, I'm terrible in that so, type of thing. Because I remember there was a joke that was yeah. like, "We need a vigilance priest to see if anything has touched the floor," and then everyone people were going, "We need a vigilance priest to find the vigilance priest." So yeah, <laughs> like the vigilance priest came in and examined and confirmed that not a drop of wine had actually touched the floor yet, yeah, had touched yeah. the earth. Yeah. Um, and so this is where the combat began as. People from all over started, you know, stopping it, trying to stop him from even leaving the this area. Yeah. So um, what just, was quite cool? Sorry. Go on. Were you just about to describe the fact he wasn't just walking on his own through through nope. it, there was he? <laughs> yeah, no, so he had all the people that he had um with him that were there to to help. But this is what was quite cool is the fact that when he was there, there was lots of other people coming to join. And I just love the amount of people that jumped over to sort of help him. And there was there was one guy, and I can't remember where he which which nation he was from. Do, do you remember? Because you, you you look like you might remember. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I can tell what I remember. I remember. Yeah, sure. So yeah, he he's the person taking the test is part of a big house, and he had many members of that house because it's quite a big house uh, surrounding him. So the, the, he had a lot of Dornish basically just make a a, a human shield uh, ar around him completely. You couldn't even see him, and they were had all their kit on, all their all their weapons ready to fight. Uh, and then they called out because, I mean, the, the Dornish just wanted to do that. So there was Dornish on both sides, both wanted to stop him and wanting to help him just for just for the glory. And then there was a load of Brass Coast people and they were they were like a, a crown to whoever wants to uh, help. And a load of Brass Coast people jumped in to help because they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's who I was referring to. Yeah, it was, yeah. And they were just like, a crown? Sure, we'll help. And they just yeah. like jumped in and then like yeah. guarded him. They had all their like pole arms and everything. And it was like, that was brilliant. So yeah. that's when the, the fighting started. And honestly, like, yes, we, we did the battle on the Saturday and the monstering on the Sunday. Well, the fighting 
just going through the camp following him on this on this quest yeah. was incredible. So it wasn't pandemonium. <laughs> it wasn't just like go 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 brawl. It was it was like a there load was of breaks people between the brawls. Well, <laughs> yeah, because it was just like one person would be like aha and, and just ju- jump in. And then just get cleaved to shit, right? They were just like, because <laughs> it like um, his pals just weren't having any of it. They were just like, no, so they just had like great weapons and flails, and were just like, bang, no, anyone who came near was just getting cleaved, you know. And I will say as well that uh, it's it's because a lot of people were saying it's only illegal if someone dies, which is true. So you're not allowed to, you know, it's illegal to just outright murder another another character in the game. Yeah, in, in Anvil, uh, but you know, it, as long as basically fighting is allowed, so the the actual police force that go around, uh, the in character police force that that wander around won't pull you up unless someone actually dies. <laughs> so there was lots of there was lots of physics on hand though, and lots of uh, magical healers, which was good. So a lot of people were getting getting healed up. Yeah, and then just jumping back in again, and and, and yeah, we got yeah. to see there was um there was one bit. It was when we got back to dawn, and we had to go through the gate at dawn. That's where I was like, was he's not. I was like, he's not going to make it because I mean, the ruling was not a drop can touch the the earth, and he was getting knocked over constantly. And I thought, well, if he goes down onto his chest, technically the wines touched the earth at well, that point. I think he had. I think that whatever it was, I think you said fur, but it was like I don't know what it actually was. Um, but it was underneath. He put it underneath his like surcoat or tabard. It was like so. Even if even if he had touched the floor, there's a chance that it would that wouldn't have touched the earth. It just would have been the surcoat. So I think he prepared yeah. that type of thing. But yeah, I, I saw him go down a lot because people were like well, firing arrows in there and all sorts. And it was just it was chaos getting in because we were following just like along with a lot of other people, and then we got through there and, and then. Luckily, um, one of the houses that were set up near the entranceway, they had their own little sort of um courtyardy bit in front, and they opened that up a bit so that people could actually get through and get around the fighting. Yeah. And yeah, that's what then took us up to the the glory square. Yeah, there was there, there was a lot of people waiting in the glory square as well, wasn't there? You know, there was oh, lots yeah. of people waiting. I think it it'd been a rough it it'd been rough to to that point and. Um, I'm not going to say where the thing is. I can't even. I'm such a good storyteller. <laughs> I I I couldn't even if I was an amazing storyteller. I, I don't think I could do it justice. Honestly, it was, uh, it was that good. So uh, some of the details aside, the Earl of the uh, Testing House was like, uh, you know, he's he's you know he's he's been brave up to this point. I'm paraphrasing completely. Yeah. Uh, Grant, you know, grant if you would grant him this, people of dawn and friends of dawn, that he uh, can approach his love, uh, and after that, then we will fight in glorious combat in the glory square. Yes. Because obviously we like because I ran to the glory square to fight, you know, to 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 stop him as well, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, and so there was loads of us in front of the the earl and his beloved, right, and then. Uh, yeah, something quite magical happened, didn't it? Like we all just uh, we all parted, like the Red Sea, um, and there were conversations, and we made an aisle, and everyone like drew their swords and made this. Yeah, arch, I was archway. like a few people down from you, and yeah. like got to put my arm out with a sword. I was like, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah, and he walked <laughs> down this aisle that there was a few like p- 
personal moments between him and other other characters as well like on his way down the aisle and you know he you know he there, there was a whole thing i mean it freaking out it was better than most weddings i've been to right yeah it was, it was absolutely magical you know, and, and he, he had to profess you know he had to he had to stick because it's not just you're not just joining it is it's like you're joining a, a family you're joining a noble house so you know he was questioned on you know the the, the virtues of that the house he was joining and and yeah. what what it meant to um yeah what what she and and the house meant to him and uh yeah it was uh yeah, it was a it was a real it was a real freaking epic moment, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was re- it was really it was really great, and yeah. um, and they yeah, included and sa- everyone in it, didn't they? Like the the yeah. Earl was like, you know, uh, is there any? <laughs> that one of my favorite bits. He was like literally shouting, "Is there anyone here not of Dawn? You know that objects to this or or whatever? You know or." Well, it wasn't object. It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. It was. It basically it was... did lots of cheers, and, and it included yeah. every single person of every nation. Um, and yeah. he stuck with what he said, and at yeah. the end, um, yeah, they, they 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 allowed everyone to go in and fight in the glory square. Yeah, so we we cleared out, and the basically like once once all the all the lovey dovey stuff was was done, you know, they went anyone who wants to even if you're not Dornish stick around and once the once it was all done literally people were just shouting right or someone shouted if you're not a combatant leave the glory square you will get killed right <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 or it's about to get messy or something they like got that. the refs in and then they were like yeah, okay the gap, well, right yeah. this is officially now <laughs> yeah, well, yeah we got the, the the refs were ready they were just like yep and they were handing out uh the the oh no again names the cards with the wounds on them, what are they called? Yeah, the um We are useless. Oh no, wait, wait, the the um traumatic wounds. Tra- that's it. I was gonna say I was like the the mortal wound no, no. <laughs> traumatic wounds, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so if we haven't already explained this, yeah, the, the traumatic wounds is that they give you a if if they feel like you're like into the role play of it and you do, you know, you get hit and you're like, oh no, they they can choose to give you a, a traumatic wound and you will read the card. And it will tell you what has happened, you know, to you, basically, you yeah. know, and then it gives you role play. It's just a bit of fun role play that they hand out. And then you have to go like the you sometimes you literally have to go to the to the in character hospital and get it. Sorted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got to do some fighting. Well, I got to do some fighting. Yeah. Right. How did you find that? Yeah. It was good. Well, did, did you fight at all? That was the, that was like a hanging question. Did you did, were you fighting at all in that? No, I was in the glory square, but then when they were opening it up to like do the actual fighting part, I didn't stick for that bit. So I went outside the ring for that bit and you stayed in to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, we, but I, I fought, I, I got struck down pretty easily. Again, I, I was down two hit points that I should have had because I had my chainmail off, but I had my gambeson on. So I thought I only had two hit points. I actually had like, uh, I had four hit points. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I went down way quicker than I, I should have. Also, I didn't use my I had a hero point for unstoppable, which I could have used, but I didn't. <laughs> to be honest, I, it was like it it was getting to that part of the day and it was just a bit of it was it, you know, it was just fun and a bit uh, of fun at the end. Yeah. yeah and the, the, cuz there were people fighting maybe a little bit too long at the end there. Uh, but yeah, it was just a, a run in. Now, uh, one thing I I will say like going back to the what I had said earlier that I was going to bring up now when it comes to the combat that's interesting is that 
like D&D 5th edition, I think, actually gets this... Uh, gets this part of combat right. Like, if you are outnumbered, your chances of success drop dramatically when there was a small number of you, okay? So, like, we're all, we're all lined up, and it's so obvious. We actually, like, our side kind of pushed the opponents, like, to the edge of the glory square. It was like, it was supposed to be a free-for-all, I think, but we kind of had, we just stuck with the sides that we were kind of on in the start. Yeah. Um. So we, we pushed them to the edge of the glory square. So they had their backs against the, the edge of the glory square. So we, we were just a- attacking, but every now and again, obviously, out of the chaos, you know, sometimes people would obviously turn and it would be like two on one. You know, someone would be like, right, I'm going to attack you now. And you, you would be fighting one person, the person next to them, then is like ah and has a go at you coming in yeah so yeah it's it's multiplies crazily you know it's not just um it's not just the fact that, so if, if there's two people that they're, they're, they're twice as there's twice more likely they're gonna survive you know it's yeah. twice as much as deadly right that's an obvious thing but if there's three people it's not three times it's six times m- more yeah yeah, it's six times more more, <laughs> more, more power. It's Probability just... is fun, people. Well, yeah, but you, you know, we we all like to because um, a lot of games in that way. What I'm trying to say because that is a that uh, that's more of a reflection on real life as well, I think anyway. Because a lot of these games want to power you up, and obviously a lot of fantasy stories. You know, we all know Lord of the Rings where Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli can just take on. You know, Aragorn can just take on a hundred Uruks. You know, on his own whatever he's a hero it's fantasy uh but yeah just fighting one person fighting two people is just is so much harder it's not just oh, i'm so good that i can fight two people no the more the, that's why you don't usually see like uh i know you know apart from like wwe but like in real you know real life fighting situations you don't usually see like uh two-on-one fighting situations in like professional fighting because it's just yeah it is it doesn't matter if you're the best in the world if you're the world champion uh, two on one is just is just never a never a fair thing, um, but yeah, that's what I like about the D and D five E thing because that is a little bit how it is. Like if you're if you're outnumbered, you need to make it clear. Like, I know you're superheroes, but currently there's two of them. And there's one of you fighting over here. You you're in trouble because they get a turn each, and that is pretty much what it's like. Because I was fighting a guy who with a pole arm. There was another person with a pole arm next to him. And yeah, I was managing to get because basically I was like, right, I've got a, a, a long sword. I'm gonna have to get the, at this distance. He's got the advantage. I'm gonna need to run in and then take his advantage away, which yeah. was a great tactic. It completely worked until I ran in and the person next to him was like, oh, I'm gonna attack you now, and just saw me running in. It was like, ha ha, jab. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just becomes so much more difficult. So yeah, I got stabbed in the chest, and then a physic came and helped me. Yeah, I got to do some role play where I got to like scream for a physic to come and help. <laughs> Which was because you fell and another guy fell in the same similar time and I like started shouting for a physic and they came over and they're like, Oh, who is it? I was like, No, it's this one <laughs> Again, it was a little bit of like it was a little bit of fun because technically you could have got me up because you have stay with me. So you you I would have been okay, but we just wanted I think we just wanted to let the physics because the physics love doing their stuff don't they yeah and the magical healers i can't remember what the magical healers are called but uh yeah they, they love doing their stuff you know because it's their time to shine you know it's their time to shine for role play so 
you yeah. know, they you know they they run in. They're like, oh, you know, it's gonna be okay. And they spend their spend all their time on their role play and they get the bandages out. And it's oh, it's it was cool. And that yeah. was that was kind of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. After that, we um we were then out of character. We we packed up. We cleared our our area of the field and said our goodbyes. Yeah. We went home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah, and it was just like, um, yeah, you know what? Getting out wasn't actually as bad as I thought. I think I think it's it would be ten times worse if there was rain and mud. And I've I've heard I don't know I've been to enough places like events in fields, getting yeah. getting hundreds and hundreds of cars out of muddy fields, just take it. Yeah, it, it's just a nightmare. Um, yeah, I did notice there was a lot of people like packing up before as well. A lot of people were like trying to preemptively go right. Let's get going. For us, I wasn't that bothered because the drive home wasn't that bad for us. So the drive wasn't bad. We had one ten, and yeah. to be fair, we'd been quite clever with our packing situation. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. No, and the fact that it was like real nice weather as well, just it was fine. Just like taking our time, and the fact that it was two of us helped as well because it took me like forever to go get the, the van and then bring it. Around, oh yeah, around by the time you'd got the van up pretty much everything was ready yeah. to go in you know yeah. we were at the last stages so. yeah exactly and then we packed up said um we met some people like out of character that we'd only met in character in the end yeah. And, uh <laughs> yeah said our goodbyes um yeah that was us do you want a little break and we can have a drink and then we'll talk about our sure aspirations for next time and we're back I'm sorry if you can hear a dog snoring on the audio. My dog is <laughs> fast asleep. And I think she's snored quite loudly a few times uh, in just that <laughs> just before the break. We had a break there. Um, so yeah, uh, well, I tell you what we'll do. Should we do? Should we do aspirations for next time? Aspirations for long term. And do you want to do like a final like? Um, kind of review statement of empire what your best bits were and um whether you liked it or not <laughs> yeah let's let's do that that sounds like a good idea <laughs> yeah sure uh do you want me to go first aspirations yeah go for it it will yeah let's do the aspirations okay first. so yeah aspirations i think um I'll, I'll bullet point some of them definitely like physical physical stamina health type thing trying to because it like i said at the start of this podcast sunday is very short so you, you want to try and get shit done on saturday so yeah going to bed early on saturday and being tired all saturday is not the best thing um to be honest i quite liked i mean i like the idea of us fighting our in our own characters on the saturday i kind of hope that's always the case i know it's very unlikely it's always going to be the case but uh that that can't be helped because obviously everyone has to have their their own turn uh i would definitely like to when it comes to what i want to do for next time i want to have a little bit more focus i want i want to have a goal that i want to accomplish i've already got one in mind um i won't say what it is something very simple something i can i feel like i can achieve not oh i want to uh you know i want to become a, a a general in the next the next one no or I want to, I want to go in and fight such and such. No, I, I, I basically, I'm going right. I've, I've got given myself a small task. I kind of want to just jump in, uh, to things with both feet a bit more. Um, 
that leads me to the next one, which is I want to do a skirmish the next time. Well, we did the new player skirmish, but I want to do like a proper, you know, a proper skirmish, probably with the the Dornish uh, crazy folk that want to go monster hunting. Yeah. Some of the Dornish houses are just like really into into monster hunting. Wouldn't mind joining them on a on a skirmish this time. Uh, it's not really an aspiration, but I touched on it earlier, like us being together. I think, you know, we're we're confident, probably confident enough this time that we can probably split up and do our own thing a little bit. So say if you didn't want to do the skirmish, just hypothetically, you probably do. But if if you were like, oh, I don't want to do the nighttime skirmish, I'm going to go hang out with th- these people because I want to learn more about this type of magic, blah, blah, blah. I feel like we we could probably, that would broaden both our horizons a little bit to do that yeah. type of thing, um, to maybe branch out. Um Kit wise, I wanted to make a shield, and I'm in the process of making a shield. I patterned it out. I tried to because uh, someone gave me the name of a maker that had uh, had made shields for a certain house, and they're like, "Oh, get them from here." And I contacted them, contacted them, and then I asked the community, and they're like, "Oh, I don't think they're making shields anymore." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm just I've got the skills, I've got the cosplay skills. I'm just going to make my own shield. It can't be that difficult. I just do. I just don't want to make something that doesn't pass inspection, but." It's a shield. I'm not going to be hitting. Pe- I can't hit people with shields anyway. So as long as it, as long as it blocks attacks, that's pretty much it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Long term goal wise, yeah. I, I think just more focus because we came to this one, the, to this event, just being like, oh, it, we were very easy ozy, weren't we? We were very touristy. We were yeah. like, yeah, we're we're looking for like a a house to do a test of metal for to join the house, but we weren't like right. We're going to go here and then we're going to ask these people this and then we're going, we want to build up this. We just kind of went, oh, you know what? We'll see. We'll see if we make friends because we didn't want to commit. Well, I didn't want to commit. I'm talking to myself. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to You do your one in a minute. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to commit beforehand. I mean, the people are lovely on uh, the community's lovely and there's p- the people in our nation are lovely, but I didn't want to commit beforehand to joining a house because i didn't know the people and i just went you know what we might meet some people there that we gel with and we might want to join a house so i didn't want to go full full on with my kit being like knight errant colors just in case we joined a house straight away and i wanted to get stuff a color scheme um i wanted to keep all my options open in this uh, this event but now I'm like, you know what? I can maybe be a little bit more focused. Give myself something actually to do rather than just like wander around being a tourist and like, oh, look, there's a bar there. And, oh, look, what's this? This is the glory square. Oh, let's try a battle for the first time. Yeah, so focus, I think. And then long-term, I think long-term kit goals, just buy a, buy an orc mask and work on my monster kit, I think. Yeah. I think that's it, really. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess so my um, short term aspirations. Um, so when it comes to the role play side of things, I I have a bit of a list of um, people in character that I, I want to go and speak to, get to know a little bit better, maybe form some bonds and connections with. Um, I would really like to, this is pretty much mirroring what you said I I want to be a bit more confident with just 
jumping into everything if um something is offered if there's a challenge or something going on just go for it um and actually feel a bit more you know inspired to do that kit wise I am working on getting you know full leather armor this time I am some actually arrived today so I'm going to start crafting that and have you know a full set of leather armor I think that would be really great for for my kit um but night errant wise I originally my plan was to find a house to join I like being a night errant I want to embrace being a night errant for as long as I can until I really want to join a particular house because I want to have a bit of passion behind the house that I want to join I want to really want to be part of them and to know about them well enough and do them proud in a test of metal and at this stage there's lots of lovely people and so many houses and so many people that I that I got to um role play with but I want to, yeah, have some more fun as a knight errant. Maybe um, I, I definitely want to do some more combat in the glory square next time. That's 100% going to happen. I'm going to put myself forward for as much as I can. Long-term goals, like long, 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 long-term goals. Uh, I want to put myself up as night protector um, of one of the seasons. I want to figure out which season um, I actually want to learn a bit more about and so on. And I want to become night protector. That's what I would like to eventually do. So, yeah, that's, I think, where I'm yeah. at. Um, I would like to try some skirmishes. I need to know more about them. When you just said like monster skirmish, I'm like, wow, I clearly know nothing about the skirmishes. Cause I was like, wait, what? We could just go and look for monsters. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'd like to maybe know a bit more about the skirmishes first. And then yeah. um, I would like to go and, and do some of them. Um, and yeah, again, yeah, monster kit. Yeah, I need to start out some more monster kit fun. And yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the it's it's not. What's I'm trying to phrase this? Uh, trying to phrase this carefully. It's you because you, you get offers from noble houses. Like when they hear you're a knight errant, they're like, oh yeah. Cause some people are very nonchalant with it, and it's just that's not. It's not. Uh, it's just different houses have different attitudes towards things. You know, so some people are just very, you know, they're obviously lovely people, they're very welcome in, or they want to grow their house, so they're straight away, oh, you can just join ours, you know, and it's not a, yeah. oh, we don't like the look of your house, but in the Dawn Brief, um, we discussed this a lot beforehand, didn't we? Mm. When it comes to the Knight Errant Brief, um, or sorry, the Knight Errant part of the Dawn Brief, um, so a, a Knight Errant can be, you know, a, a child that has grown up in the the noble house you're not automatically part of the house if you grow up in it if you're a child that you you've grown up in the house you literally you're technically a yeoman until you've taken the test of metal yeah so sometimes they just they just want to join their own house they just take a test of metal it's obvious that they're going to choose that one um some knight errants will seek out how to go right i want to join this house either through my dog is absolutely snoring very loudly can you hear that she's like, she barking in her sleep <laughs> Aria, I'm going to have to wake her up. Aria, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> you can stop barking in your sleep. She's like looking, she's like opened her eyes and she's like, what? 
Sorry, you got, what were you chasing? Was I giving you lop dreams? <laughs> she was like, I was chasing orcs. Yeah, chasing, chasing orcs. yeah so yeah, what, what was I talking about? Yeah, the the the, uh, the night errant brief. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can seek out the 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 mightiest house, the house that appeals to you most, and go and ask them for a test of metal. But then the, there's another part of the brief that that describes some knight errants want uh, to do such glorious deeds that houses approach them, you know? And I yeah. think we've discussed this, haven't we? I'm like that, you know, we, we I would yeah. prefer instead of just walking <laughs> up to a house, like, oh, like sort of like the look of them or I just want a group to be in. I, you know, I want to be there for a little while to be known as a knight errant and be like... Yeah, I feel the same. I want yeah. to impress some yeah. of these bigger houses. <laughs> but not, Yeah, but not. But try to make it more obvious to everyone that, oh, we're not just like players that just like being knight errants and we're not really looking for house. I want to make it obvious that we are definitely looking for a test of metal <laughs> um, and we're going to just keep showing up and doing crazy ass things like going for general on our first day or yeah or just or competing in the glory square or do it go off and doing these things um doing heroic and glorious and romantic things um until yeah at some point the right house will approach i mean it doesn't have to be i mean it'd be nice if that because a lot of people have just extended the invitation to both of us because i think people because they don't know us it's it's i think it's a point of courtesy to be like well obviously you know that, that they've come together they're a married couple you know, they probably want to be in the same house. So a lot of them have said, oh, you can both join. I mean, really, we want to be in the same house, but the way things work, might work out, you know, we might end up I, in different I houses. I see us being in different houses you never and know. For, for at least a time. And that would be pretty cool. You, yeah, so. well, I mean, because you, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to do a test of order for me. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Well, it was you that brought it up originally, and you were like, "Oh, I want to do this. This is so cool." And you told me all about it, and yeah. then we saw a test. When of I saw a test of order, I was like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" Well, you thought you had yeah. to read a poem or something. Yeah, because, because, because you know we, we can be a couple in a house if we just do a test of metal for that house. But what we could actually do is do you know you do a test of metal each for different houses, and then join the same house by doing a test of order. I, I yeah. mean, we're, we're completely speculating now. But anyway, our, yeah, we're just, yeah. I, I think our point is we are just keeping up. We're, keep, we're playing the field. We're playing the field. You know? We're playing the field. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've got our eyes on a few houses. There's some really freaking cool houses and they're all very different. They're all yeah. very, very different. That's the, that's the cool thing is that it's not just, oh, yeah, that one has this color scheme and that one has that color scheme, you know, and this one has a lot of warriors. This one has a lot of mages. No. That the how all the houses are extremely different and the the cool things about them are very different too. Well, the thing is, I mean, like when we were joining it and stuff, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to like doing. So how could I possibly choose a house to approach yeah. if I don't know what I like doing yet? If there's a house that that's mainly into magic and I don't end up being interested in that part of the game, it doesn't make sense. And it so happens that just speaking for myself, that I am extremely interested in the, the fighting aspect of it. So I want to go for a house that is very big on fighting, very big on having a big presence on the battlefield, wanting to, to do skirmishes and to improve that side and, and so on. So, yeah. So, uh, final thoughts. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Do you, do you want do you want to do like a 
Um, final. Do you, do you want to do like a highlight and then a final thought? Sure. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I didn't have a highlight in mind, so you go first. Oh my god! Oh, what's that? Tells us what you thought about the event. Oh, no, no I mean I've got many. I just don't know which yeah. one to do as my main highlight. Yeah, I, I think that the thing that sticks out, even though there was so, like it, it was such a magical experience, and the fact that it was that the end of the weekend was like the test of ardor, and that's why I I was tentative about because because doing this podcast, right? I, I've um i actually uh messaged uh profound decisions and and they got back to me i was i was wanting to make sure we didn't step on any toes because we're just coming into this community um making sure we're not we're not breaking any rules of conduct by like describing what's happening at the events and and they said they're all cool and because it, this like the test of ardor was it was that player's test but it was a very public thing and because it was it was basically the biggest highlight for me of the weekend, even though it was, it wasn't definitely yeah. wasn't focused on me, but it sort of was because it was it, every, they dragged in all of Dawn and it made me, it was that point where I felt part of that nation is because, it, and obviously there was people, and again, I, I loved the interactions with the Freeborn and the Battlefield on the Saturday. And I loved the fact <laughs> there was so many Freeborn there on the Sunday, just like at the Testavado because they were just like paid some, paid some crowns to, <laughs> and they just got dragged into this whole ceremony yeah. um yeah th that was the moment where it was just i don't know it was magical i was i was really caught up in it like i was i was welling up in tears like even when we were describing it earlier i was getting a little bit emotional the whole like the the sword because everyone just instinctively yeah. did this shit you know yeah and it was it, everyone just knew what to say and and just the, the passion of the nation um that was my my main highlight, and obviously just just the yeah the 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 immersion and seeing p the, the fact that because you you said earlier about how there's different people into different parts of the game, and I've heard people say, oh, I don't know why people are into that part of the game, but because people are, that's what that's what makes it a like feel like a living, breathing world. Yeah, is because even though some people are into just going there, getting drunk having a fight with with some latex swords that's totally cool and they go oh i don't i don't know why they would, people would want to go to like senate meetings or the military council but the fact that the they exist has created that world for them to live in and vice versa you know when you're walking around and everyone's doing their own thing it just makes it feel like a living world and and that that again even though it's not a highlight that is just more of a general feeling that i got from it mm. um yeah, that, that's probably my favorite part of it. And obviously, fighting in a battle is... That's that's probably going to be... That has to be a highlight because it's the first event and it's my first LARP and it's my first festival LARP. And even though I've, I've fantasized about it and seen it in many films and played many video games where you're like in a battle, it, that was just a, a unique experience. I don't think you can ever... Apart from being in a battle where you're, you're, it's real life, or a battle reenactment, yeah, which is maybe a bit different because you know that there's, that's scripted. I'm maybe upsetting a lot of reenacting people. I don't know, but I think it's scripted. It, I think doing that big law battle was just a unique experience. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your highlights? Um. Yeah, I had many highlights over the, the weekend from 
epic things happening to very small moments with people um my number one highlight though biggest thing was the battle on the Saturday and it was the the group of people I was with they were all in big heavy blade mail and then there was me <laughs> and I at first thought well I'm going to be a hindrance here to these people because they've asked me to come along with them and I'm I feel like they were being very kind with me being a new player to the event and I thought I really don't want to to damage their their their, their chances here but what actually happened is that we we created this amazing sort of team out on the battlefield where they would have this wall and they would fight the enemy. And I, I, I've mentioned this many times, but it was so much fun. I got to like, you know, jump between their legs and hit the enemy without them even knowing I was there and fall back. And I also got to keep people up because as they were, as they were hit and they fell back, I got to get them back up again. And then I continued and I was pretty much on, on one of the guy's shoulders for most of the time. Like I was just like at his shoulder the entire time. And there was so much fun. Um, another moment that I absolutely love. This is a very small, small role play moment. And it just meant a lot to me. And it was on the battlefield where one, one of the one of the women there, she was an archer. She she still is, she was fine. And she um she was injured and um she had taken an arrow to the chest and she was down on the ground. And I got to go and role play with her to get her back up. And it felt the, the role play between us was pretty amazing. I mean, it felt like she was dying and I felt like I just I didn't want her to die and um, did everything I could. And she was able to get back up. And then we realized that there wasn't any of our nation with us anymore. Everyone was gone. And what was walking past us was the enemy. <laughs> There was orcs walking past and we basically just had to, you know, very carefully crawl away and we were fine. It was just, it was fun because I met her again later at the event and she mentioned it. So it was really lovely. Yeah. You've already said the Tessa Varder. Yeah. But how can you top that? You can't really top that. The Tessa Varder was incredible. I had, I, I, my eyes were tearing up yeah. as I held my sword up high and listened to the words that they were exchanging and it was it was magical and it was it was just such an incredible moment that I feel very privileged to have been part of it to be able to actually witness it firsthand like that was amazing yeah. and I hope there's many more moments like that to come within the event um, yeah. because yeah I hope so yeah there's some of the not to keep going on but yeah some of the the role play there's just those little role play moments we had we had some really good uh just fantastic little conversations with new players and some experienced players that really were so good at knowing and holding your hands and I think this 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 is going to seep into like I'm um, segueing into my like review on it now like the the you know there's there's two great things about empire that's uh definitely the players like the, the players you're in a field with like 
you know, how many thousand people? I've I've heard reports that there's like over been over three thousand, right? There, uh, at this event, and it looks like there might be even more at the next event. Now, you know, you get a room full of like ten people. There's probably one person you're not going to get on with. Very, you know, it's probably one of those person that's going to be a bit of a dick, right? It. They were very few and far between an empire, weren't they? Like, what? Well, I'm I'm sorry. This is my review. <laughs> like, okay, weren't they trying to prompt you? Uh, but yeah, the, the the fact that there were just so many fantastic players, new and old, and people were just up for it. Yeah, people were sympathetic when you were new. People are understanding. Especially when you you think that some of these players have been playing this game for years and they've been playing the the previous iterate not I don't know if it's an iteration but there was a game before Empire that Profound Decisions did some of them were playing that for years and some of them you just think you've been doing this for so long you've seen new players come and go and uh, they don't know what they're doing but you're sharing this you know you're sharing this your game with them almost you know uh, that that's quite an incredible thing and the second great part about it was profound decisions themselves you know the the amount of like volunteers that just give up their time uh to make that an amazing an amazing game um yeah but but overall i had a great time i uh i'm glad that i chose empire as my first experience uh i think yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like it was the right choice to go as a first LARP. I might change my mind if I go to other LARPs and go to smaller ones, but I feel like I've I feel like I've entered the hobby the right way. And I feel like Profound Decisions did a great job of uh, easing someone into the hobby. You know, as a new player experience, it was fantastic. The the the, the downsides are very few. Most of it is out of the control of profound decisions and players like weather and you know just just being just cold and tired so some of the time uh taking too long to get food not bringing not enough food with us but yeah fantastic experience yeah no i mean i am pretty much the same really the um the, the entire experience itself is something that I just feel I, I can't believe I didn't get get into it sooner that, than I actually did. Um, I feel like I've missed out on years and years of epic role play that, that, that we could have been part of. Um, profound Decisions as a company, wonderful. Um, every time I've even had a stupid little question, they have responded. They have responded really well and... Um, pretty much held my hand as a new player going through it as have the other players within the events and all the different groups online they've all been absolutely wonderful incredibly welcoming and I feel like we've sort of we've we've um joined this new group of people this amazing group and I can't wait to get to know them more both in the actual game and outside the game it's it's been amazing um again yeah like I can't really think of anything negative to say and I mean even when you do mention things like that it's out of people's um control like the weather and feeling fatigued and things like that I'm just I kind of 
it wasn't until you mentioned it there that I then remembered, oh yeah, it was kind of cold at one point. But apart from that, I'm like, oh, okay, it's 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 just so many positives over the weekend that it's just like the, the little negatives that we had were just gone. Um and to, to be fair, those are just things that we're going to account for better in the future. Um to 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 the next event, which you know we are obviously looking forward to. Yeah. So yeah, at, at current time recording, the next event is only like uh, three weeks away. So, and we are definitely going to the next yeah. to the next event. So that that tells you about as much. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're planning on going to every single summit. So we've, we've still got three more events of the year, which uh, is crazy. And it's it's the second event's coming around fast. So yeah, definitely uh, stay tuned to the podcast if you enjoyed our review of empire larp <laughs> 2022 um stay tuned because there will be more coming and uh yeah do you want to wrap this up yeah yeah thank you everybody for for listening and for being with us on this journey and yeah hopefully we'll be able to bring you some more content soon and some more larp content because i think this is fun yeah i i, I enjoy talking about it I hope you have all enjoyed talking about it and uh, we'll see you all soon. And some of you hopefully will see you at Anvil. Okay. (laughs) Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you know when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and then catch us live at twitch.tv forward slash to have underscore to roll. That is the number two and roll as into roleplay. Thank you very much for listening.